to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios, with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. We are bringing DFS for the rest of us. We are making your weekend easier if you're jumping into the FanDuel, DraftKings, Draft, wherever you are playing some daily fantasy this weekend we're here to make it easier for you i am your host mike the fantasy hitman right you can find me on twitter at ff hitman i am joined by my co-hosts of usual he's back he's back from purgatory ben cummins find him on twitter at ben cummins ff ben are you alive back i have returned from my bye week i'm feeling rested i'm feeling (laughs) energized and I'm a GPP play because due to recency bias, I will be low owned and I have a high ceiling, but I do have a low floor as well. So we'll see how this podcast goes tonight. I find your high ceiling theory very doubtful. Very doubtful. Oh, and- come on. <laughs> <laughs> and we're always joined by Chris Meany from the Fantasy Sports Network. Find him on Twitter at Chris Meany. What's up, Chris? What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm bummed about the Watson news. You know, he, Oh, yes. Yeah, we might as well lead off the last show. Week. He was my boy last week. Two percent ownership in, in the Millionaire Maker. Him and him and Hopkins, and and uh, now he's done. For yeah, that was that was definitely a bold call. As what most call, of us meaning. were completely off of Watson in Seattle, came through like a monster. But if you have not heard, which I'm sure you have, Deshaun Watson torn ACL will be out for the year. This is a massive blow for the Texans' offense. Really. Every single positional player, Hopkins with Tom Savage, gets bumped down to, what would you guys say, a wide receiver two at best? Yeah. At best, yeah. And then Lamar Miller, uh, his value is – I mean, he's getting the volumes, getting those touches, but his his real value was he was actually scoring touchdowns with Deshaun Watson. Those all but evaporate for sure. R.I.P. Miller. R.I.P. Miller. His value was being in an amazing offense, and that's completely gone. Tom Savage, And Will Fuller and his 60,000 touchdowns a week. (laughs) I mean, on 60,001 catches, that's gone too. <laughs> yeah, that's him gone. Now. Yeah, he's gone nope. from unstartable. But let's get to the positive thing. If you are tuned into this podcast, you are ready to dominate some DFS. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. This is how the show works. We're going to give you some cash game picks. We're going to give you some GPP tournament picks. We're going to give you uh, uh we're going to give you we the three of us go head to head. Head to head, I suppose. Suppose there's a three head, third head in there at the end, as well as giving you uh, one of our favorite stacks of the week. So let's kick it off with those cash game picks. Straight cash, homie. All right, Ben. Since you are well rested, we are going to go to you first for your cash game yes. quarterback pick of the week. Make it good. It better be good. Oh, it's definitely good. And it's that boy, Russell Wilson. I freaking love this dude. Um, you know, he just continues to get better and better. I wrote an article for the fantasy footballers in the offseason showing how his volume in the offense has only risen and grown every single year. And it's happening again. They have no running game whatsoever. And Russell Wilson is balling out. Tyler Lockett, his wide receiver, is now all the way healthy, out there making catches. And Russell Wilson has 29 DraftKings points. This comes from my DraftKings article, but obviously balling out on FanDuel too. 
In four of his past five games, he's adding in some bonus points with his legs, which obviously matters, and they're at home. And at this point, I don't really even care what the matchup is for Russell Wilson, but against Washington, a defense that doesn't, a pass defense that doesn't scare me all that much, on top of the fact that if Kirk Cousins can do his thing on the other side, there's going to be, you know, hopefully a lot of points scored in this game, which could boost Russell Wilson's upside as well. And I just feel like he's shown me this year, on top of what he's shown us throughout his career, especially because he is the offense. They have no running game. He's safe in cash. And I love him in tournaments too. Just love him as a play this week. All right, Chris Meany, who are you rolling out in that cash game? It's such a weird week, guys, you know, with some tough matchups and some low totals. So if you're playing in the full slate, I like Matthew Stafford. Stafford was, you know, really good against a tough defense last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, threw for over 400 yards. Uh, I'm not buying into Green Bay. This is a depleted team, a a really bad secondary. have allowed the 10th most passing yards. And if you aren't playing in that full slate, I would just look to tackle that Dallas and KC game. It's the highest total on the board. So if you want to go to Dak, this is a team. Team that's going to be without Ezekiel Elliott for the next six games. They're probably going to have to lean on Dak and KC. Is they've allowed the third most yards per game, the fourth most passing yards per game, and this is a defense that really is kind of playing under. You know, coming into the season, we all I think a lot of people liked their defense inside that division. It's a, it's a night. Nice, there's a lot of teams that can come at you with some some pressure and some good corners, but Peters isn't really playing all that well. So. Yeah, I think you can dial up Dak with confidence this week. Yeah, the Chiefs' defense is very surprising. I mean, Andy Reid almost always has a great defense, and the Chiefs just these past few years have been one of the most feared defenses in the league. But you can get you can get to them going deep, so I don't mind with that Dak pick. Question for you, Chris Meany, for Matthew Stafford. Uh, do you have any kind of – concerns that if Green Bay gives it up to the running back maybe they lean on Abdullah and the chance they can't run go ahead they, they got no run game yeah they can't they got, it's, it's a little bit of a run game it's it's very small <laughs> it's, it's, it's very small I mean if anybody watched them last if you week squint Steelers, you can see it they're in the red zone like nine times and they ran they hand the ball off to every single one of their backs I mean sure maybe Abdullah perhaps they lean on him a little bit here but I think you know with Stafford throwing that was 400 yards they have no run game he's had I think 11 running backs in his career reach 100 yards the last guy to do it was Reggie Bush they they can't do it they, they just Whoa. don't have a running what? Guy oh, you didn't know that, Ben? Run. I mean, the Amir- last guy to hit 100 is Reggie yeah. Bush on their team on Detroit. I mean, Amir Abdullah has three Amir Abdullah. That's all I have to say. Amir Abdullah hasn't done it yet. He hasn't had a 100 yard game. He has three touchdowns in his career on the ground. They just don't have a running game. He can catch. Theo Riddick can catch. I just feel like with this team and the way that you know the run game has just been non-existent, that they'll you know Stafford is just left with no choice. Unfortunately, Certainly. he just has to sling it. I was I was more referring to like the. The possibility of the game script with with Brett Hundley being it's definitely a, a steaming pile of trash. The last time we <laughs> saw him, uh, I believe sub Dwayne Washington is the steaming pile of oh. trash, and we need to get him oh. in the trash can to free Amir Abdullah. All right, speaking oh, they give the ball to Amir Abdullah, they give it to Washington, Zenner, Thiel. I mean, they tried everything in that game against the Steelers, and nothing worked. Speaking of running backs, let's talk about running backs that we want to play in cash games. Ben Ben Cummins, give me a couple good ones. 
Guys, take the Sean Payton hates Mark Ingram jokes and for now, add those to the trash can because we have been begging for his workload to hit what it's been the last three weeks forever and we just need to embrace it. We need to give it a nice little hug, welcome it into our DFS teams and continue to play Mark Ingram in all formats because even though his price has now gotten up, it's still not all the way up there with a lot of these other workhorse running backs. However... Since Adrian Peterson was traded, Mark Ingram has seen at least 24 opportunities, that's carries and targets, in three straight games, and looking at it from a DraftKings perspective, has at least 19.9 points in all three of those games. The Saints are at home again. They're facing a Tampa Bay defense that, you know, isn't overly scary. On top of the fact that Ingram's involvement in the pass game, yeah, Kamara's there too, but we've seen the Saints involve multiple running backs in that facet of the game year in and year out. And Ingram is dominating the, the carries, and he's getting a lot of targets as well. And in a Drew Brees-led offense at home, that is super, super, super exciting. He's so safe in cash. And then in the same game, this is a little bit more risky, but the reason why I like it in cash is because we know Doug Martin is the guy in Tampa Bay and his price is a lot cheaper than Ingram. So he's going to free up that salary cap space. Since Martin came back from um, you know, the suspension, he's seen at least 16 opportunities, carries plus targets in all four games. Um, and at least 20 opportunities in his last two. So that workload is starting to rise. The one thing that you're going to be fearful of is Tampa Bay not being able to you know, keep pace in New Orleans because he's not that involved in the passing game. But if they're able to make this a competitive game, the matchup is phenomenal for Doug Martin. The Saints defense ranks fourth worst in run DVOA, and he's going to be able to hit some holes like we saw with Jordan Howard last week until he got vultured, until his touchdown got vultured. So if Doug Martin isn't the one that gets vultured and he does score on top of, I see at least 80 rushing yards, if not getting over 100, he's a pretty safe play in cash. And there's a chance that he blows up for you in GPPs, but it's more concerning because of the game script, kind of like what you brought up with the Lions earlier, Mike. Sure. Moving over to Chris Meany, you are also coming with my favorite one to combo with that high and that low. I love I love bringing the people those picks. We got to give people uh, some variables here because not everyone likes to play the high-priced running backs. Some of us are cheapskates <laughs> when it comes to the running back position. So, Chris Meany, give me your picks. Yeah, I think Todd Gurley's a must this week, guys. He's very expensive on Fanduel, ninety-one hundred dollars. You can get by Woo! on DraftKings, eighty-one hundred. Yeah, Fanduel is like call the Monopoly guy. <laughs> you, you really <laughs> call him up. Better pass go one more time. <laughs> Better pass go. Um, absolutely. But for Todd Gurley, I mean this this Giants defense is not good, guys. It's not. And no no Janoris Jenkins. We'll get into that in a little bit. But for Gurley, eight touchdowns, four one hundred yard games uh, in his last five contests. The the one hundred yard games and. And for the Giants and the rush defense, they rank 24th in rush DVOA defense. They're, they're allowing the eighth most rushing yards out of all the teams playing this week. I mean, you can go, look, we already kind of picked on Abdullah. Hey, he had 86 yards on the ground against the Giants earlier this season. Yeah, oh. take that, Meanie. <laughs> yeah. I told you they have, they, he has a little bit of a run game. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> 
I brought it up to you. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, <laughs> over 100 yards on the ground, six catches in a game earlier. You know, Booker had four catches on them and 74 yards, and that's what I'm, I'm noticing with Gurley. And, and people may not recognize, you know, yeah, he's doing some work on the ground, but eight targets, four catches, 48 yards. The last time we saw him, he had another game with eight targets, seven catches, 94 receiving yards, and another game earlier in the year where he was able to get um, seven targets again and, and catch five balls. So this is somebody who's involved in the offense through on obviously on the ground and through the air. So I'm, I'm rolling out Gurley at that price. And Christian McCaffrey, your boy, Ben. Whoa. We talked about him Whoa. last week without you. We thought maybe your, Mike thought maybe your stack was McCaffrey, McCaffrey, and McCaffrey. <laughs> um, but jokes aside. He's missing one McCaffrey, yeah, only one. Only yeah. one. I mean, Calvin Benjamin's gone from this team. They're going to kind of focus on the run game a little bit. Maybe McCaffrey lines up more in the slot. He still is leading all backs and targets with 66 catches with 49 he's second among backs with 378 receiving yards he's after the catch he's second he can make things happen and and you know what just for for the Falcons especially over on the FanDuel side and even on the DraftKings side actually they give up a lot of uh, points to running backs who can catch in fact the second most they've allowed catches to running backs this season 50 right behind the Eagles 52 so McCaffrey he's still cheap enough and I think you get a better boost or more value rather over on DK get that full point for that catch Certainly. Moving it over to the wide receiver position. Ben, give me uh you gotta inspire me here. You gotta inspire me with some wide receivers. Go ahead. All right, how's this for inspiration? Des Bryant is gonna go absolutely off. I'm talking all the way off. I'm talking so off, you're going to forget that he really didn't catch that pass according to the rules a couple years ago. We know he caught it, but according to the rules, he didn't. That's how off he's going this week. There's no Ezekiel Elliott for now, okay? And so taking him out of this offense, it's it's laughable when you just look at who is left, how much of an alpha Des Bryant is on this team. And we already talked about it earlier. The matchup against Kansas City doesn't seem on paper like it's all that great, but it is. They've actually allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers so far this season. And again, without Zeke, this is going to be a pass-first team. Dak Prescott continues to impress over and over and over. I think Dak, um, you know, the best part about a, a Dak Des stack is we loved it against the Packers a couple weeks ago, and Dak went off, and Des scored a touchdown, but Des really didn't hit the ceiling that we know he can hit. And in this game, as the alpha guy, on top of the fact that without Zeke, he is there's no pass catcher on this team that's even remotely close to what he does unless you're asking Jason Witten to catch a touchdown. So the matchup is phenomenal. We know he's going to get the volume and he and, and the price too. $6,400 on DraftKings when I yeah, saw that nice. my eyes literally popped out of my head and it's still nice on FanDuel too. $7,700. Literally everything tells me that Dez is an absolute must play this week and we love to do hit him high, hit him low. So let's throw out Devin Funches too, because with Kelvin Benjamin out of town, now we know that Devin Funches is the guy. Yes, I love me some Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey actually leads the Panthers in targets, if you didn't know. But Funches is number two, was actually out targeting Benjamin. Obviously, Benjamin caught a touchdown last week and kind of took that away from Funches. But now that we don't have to worry about Funches on top of the, or now that we don't have to worry about Benjamin, on top of the fact that Funches is pretty cheap, you can throw him into a cash lineup. You know, you can probably bank on seven targets easy in a good matchup at home, which is going to help Cam out against a Falcons pass defense that, let's be real, has struggled a lot this year. 
They just allowed Robbie Anderson to win somebody a million dollars last week or close to it. So let's throw Funchess in as a guy that, you know, we know the targets are going to be there on top of a great matchup, on top of a pretty good salary. Ben, I'm going to give you one one uh, freebie here. for your. You were saying he was going to go so off. I would go, he's going to go so off. We're talking Kyrie Irving falling off the flat earth. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I thought you were going to go with a, a sweet baby uh, Kyrie finger roll off the glass. No. That, you know, just kisses into the basket. No. But okay, I like the flat earth one, too. <laughs> he's he's, he's just completely falling up, off the earth. He's still trying to back up that it is flat. I mean, he's yeah, still, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah, still his go-to. That's his platform. Okay. <laughs> so, Des is going to go so off. Kyrie Irving will be missing starting to <laughs> uh, starting Monday morning, and the Celtics are going to be worried. All right, moving it over to Chris Meany <laughs> in the wide receiver position. Who do you got? Uh, I was going to really kind of talk about what to do with this Texans offense with Hopkins, but with Hopkins no longer around, I think Michael Thomas, I mean, pay up for Michael Thomas here. You know, on FanDuel, he's the ninth most expensive wide receiver. There's, I can't believe that there's that many guys. And Drew Brees has had some issues, and Ben alluded to, you know, this team running the ball a little bit more with Mark Ingram. I love the Ingram play, but this is a high total, and, and the Bucks are, are – they're not scaring anybody, guys. Everybody on here knows this. They've allowed the second most uh, points to wide receivers this season. They've allowed the third most receiving yards to wide receivers, the third most passing yards, uh, even just overall yards to begin with, top five in the NFL. So uh, for Thomas, the touchdowns haven't been there, uh, but consistent seven, at least 77 yards in five of his last six games. And then again, I'll go back to just this Detroit team. If you're playing in this full slate, I like Golden Tate. And Golden Tate surprised some people last week by playing in that football game. I mean, he had Surprised us. Chris. On Monday, he had his arm in a sling on Monday. He came back, played against the Steelers, had seven catches for 86 yards. It's a surprise start, and that's what he's done. He's been consistent at least four games, or four games this season with at least seven catches. So, again, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't feel like the Lions have that much of a run game. I feel like they will pass, and Stafford will get his. And for and, and just going a little bit deeper, I think everybody is in play for this Lions wide receiver core, including, including uh, Marvin Jones. Meany, you're speaking to me. You're already talking about Christian McCaffrey. Now you're bringing up my boy Golden Tate on top of the fact that in the GPP stack article, I started out with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas by saying I will continue to hammer home this stack until it hits because I know it will eventually and I think this is the week. Thomas has at least 77 receiving yards in five of his seven games. We know he's the main guy. He's seen 21 more targets than any other player on the Saints, yet he's failed to go over 100 yards and hit pay dirt in the same game so far this year it's happening this week book yeah, it I Ooh, i agree all right Manny, you were on a roll so why don't you roll it over to the tight end position uh should i go with your boy doyle oh baby hands jack doyle Let's go, Meany. Keep speaking to me, baby. <laughs> yeah, Mike was all over this yesterday, but it, it, this is a really good matchup, too. The Texans allowing the sixth most fantasy points uh, to the position. And for Doyle, and, and just looking at what he did last week, obviously that has you know a big factor in this. But for Doyle, over the last you know three weeks, he, he leads all tight ends and targets and catches. And he missed one game. He didn't play. So for Doyle, 32 targets and 25 catches in his last three games, over 200 yards in those three games. I know a lot of it came right there in that game. But uh, I feel like Doyle is pretty safe, given the landscape here at some of these tight ends. And for Zach Ertz, who hasn't practiced yet this week, uh, you may have to just go this way with Doyle and some other cheaper options. Do you think that the the absence of Deshaun Watson alters the game script in a positive, negative, or a neutral fashion for Jack Doyle this weekend? I'm going with positive. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Um, I think it's a rich. My thought 
process with this Doyle and for Ty, who I like as well, guys, is that this this team is going to be down in the in in this game. They're going to have to throw the ball a whole lot more. But I, I think it doesn't really matter. I think it's neutral. I think that their game plan is not going to change. Maybe the Texans are not going to score as many points. But for for Indy, they got two options. It's Ty and it's Doyle. It's, they're just going to sure. keep feeding them. I'm going with positive real quick, and I'll tell you why. Because they're going to have the ball more, and this is a guy that has had 14 targets, 7 targets, 11 targets, 7 targets, 5, 8. He's a huge part of their offense, and you know the running situation is is shaky. It's up in the air. Marlon Mack's getting more involved. Even though the game script isn't maybe going to scream as much throwing, when they do throw... It's going to be to Doyle or to T.Y. Hilton, like you brought up, Meany, and they're going to have the ball more, which is going to mean more chances for Doyle. Yeah, and there was also the news of Andrew Locke was placed on the IR, if you have not heard that. So it is Jacoby Brissett. Uh, it's just a note to Jacoby. Throw Dante Moncrief the ball yeah, just no just a few times and see what he can do. All yeah. right, All right, Ben, uh, who's your tight end pick this week? Yeah, so Meany's been throwing out so many of my guys, I feel like I have to pay him back. I feel like this is a Meany special, Cameron Bray, a guy that I really, you know, overlook most weeks. You know, my boy O.J. Howard's there. It's foolish to overlook Bray. Foolish. It is. It is. I completely agree, and that's why I'm changing course, because actually, with the DraftKings article, I found out that Braid has hit double-digit DraftKings points in six straight games. How's that for consistency, especially what we're talking about in cash? And if he's doing that on DraftKings, I promise you he's producing on FanDuel as well. This is a game that has an over-under of 51 points right now. Yes, the Saints' pass defense, like we've talked about a couple weeks ago, it has been a lot better, but I'm still not completely buying in. I think Jameis you know, bounces back in this spot and is an interesting GPP play in his own right. And Cameron Braid is one of his boys, and that's not going away. And he's cheap um, relative to, to, you know, obviously to some of these higher options here. And he's a guy that that is solid. He continues to produce, and he should help you in cash this week. Let's move it over to the DST for these cash game lineups. Chris Meany, who are you rolling out? Um, I thought a lot about the Colts here with with Stafford, <laughs> we had to pivot. <laughs> I can't get too crazy there in cash. Uh, I'm just going to continue to to go with Jacksonville. I know they're expensive, but even Andy Dalton, you know, we talked about him last week being you know a decent play against the Colts, and even still, like he returned value, he still wasn't all that impressive. 33 sacks on the season, guys, allowing the third fewest passing yards per game. I I just I got to do it. I mean, Jacksonville is is that defense that can just win you those. Not even just GPPs, but in cash, it just seems safe because every single week they're just getting those sacks and they're getting those points. It's almost like double digit. I mean, this, I think they've hit like almost 33 times this year. It's it's absurd what they're doing. All right, Ben, who you got? Yeah, so I am a diehard Denver Broncos fan, but I pride myself on being a realistic fan. And let's just let's just tell it like it is. The Broncos suck. And they are playing on the road in Philly, one of the best teams in the NFL. And even though there's a few injuries on that defense, still to me, one of the best defenses in the league. They're not, you know, one of the highest priced defenses, which blows my mind on DraftKings. You can get them for $500 cheaper than the Jags, who obviously are a great play. But the Eagles, super solid against a bad offense playing at home. Speak it to me now. They're my favorite play, too. (laughs) Let's move into the tournaments. down with GPP. All right, GPP's tournaments, you got to have a little bit of a little bit of variance. You're chasing that ceiling, but you also want to separate yourself from the crowd and not just completely fill your lineup with those chalk plays. So, bet, are you chasing the chalk at your quarterback position who you got? 
Well, for GPP, I am going to kind of lean into some variance here, and I'm going to talk about Cam Newton. And, you know, it doesn't make me feel fantastic, but again, we talk about it all the time. That's kind of what some of your GPP players are supposed to make you feel like, a la Deshaun Watson for a lot of people last week if you would have played him. And one, his price, I mean, $6,300 on DraftKings is very, very affordable. $7,600 on FanDuel isn't overly um, over the top there either. And, you know, just like I said with Russell Wilson, obviously, if you get a rushing quarterback, that's a bonus because anything that they give you in that regard is just going to up their floor and also up their ceiling. And we know Cam has the ceiling. I mean, he does have two games over 29 DraftKings points so far this year. He's had a lot of duds. But if you do hit on one of his high weeks, you know, Uh, he's probably going to be pretty low owned because of some of these low weeks, but this is a spot where it could be a lot of upside at home against a Falcons defense like we touched on that just flat out has not been good. They rank eighth worst in pass DVOA, sixth worst in run DVOA. So again, not only, you know, should Cam be able to take advantage if he can be accurate for one week against um, a bad pass defense, but he should be able to help you out in the run game as well. Let's get a you know, Meany, let's get a Cam to McCaffrey pass touchdown again like we've seen already this year. Um, and that's where I'm looking to get that upside at somewhat low ownership and, and at a pretty affordable salary when usually Cam is a lot more expensive than this. So you are, you and Cam have at least that in common that you have the high ceiling but the low floor. <laughs> if Cam has a good week this week, my picks will be good. If he <laughs> suffers, guys, Please, I hope you didn't listen to me. It's it's going to be directly correlated. Yeah, Cam Newton is certainly just volatile and can explode at any moment. It will be interesting to see what happens because uh, real, really good Cam Newton, you know when we see him? When Kelvin Benjamin is off the field. And sure. it, interestingly enough, we'll see if Curtis Samuel can fill that Ted Ginn speed Ooh. role who maybe you want to throw him in a GPP Lineup. Let's or, get some juice yeah, in there. Lineup or two. So we'll see. We'll see if Cam Newton can, uh, you know, uh, hit that time machine to go back to his MVP type season. Chris Meany, give me a couple quarterbacks for your your tournament lineups. Yeah, you guys know I always like to get a little bit nuts, and you know, yeah. I, think you, I think you guys know where I'm going. Oh I'm yeah, going back down to Jared Goff. I really am. <laughs> I don't think Jared Goff <laughs> is nuts this week. No. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I think he's I, – I have him ranked as a, as a quarterback one this week, you know, over on DraftKings at $5,500. And a lot of people think that this Giants matchup is tough. It's not, guys. The Giants have allowed the sixth most yards per game, the sixth most passing yards per game, the seventh most receiving yards per game. I mentioned Jenkins is suspended in this game. He's not going to play. The Rams are, I guess, now with Houston and losing Deshaun Watson, they are the number one scoring offense in the NFL. They had a week off to prepare for this game. Sean McVay knows all too well about the, about the Giants having been in Washington for the past couple weeks and look Trevor Simeon you already you you, you bashed the Broncos this guy threw for 376 yards against the Giants in week six I know a lot of that came in garbage time you can throw on this team so I'm rolling out Goff and Ben mentioned Winston Jameis Winston I mean I think he's a it, this is a high total like you mentioned Ben and I feel like Tampa can keep up with New Orleans so I think he's a pretty yeah. good GPP play he has four 300 yard games already he's had some high performances on FanDuel and on DraftKings of course on DK you get that bonus for those 300 yard games and I think there's going to be a lot of points here and for Winston at least five games with 38 passing attempts so I don't think people should be afraid of the shoulder he seems like he's practicing in full this week at least that's some of the reports that I've came across so if you don't feel the golf pick, which you should, you can pivot off Winston. Jameis Winston is just, he is an enigma. I mean, you go back 
two weeks ago. So he's coming off the injury in the Arizona game to his throwing shoulder. He's not practicing. He's got a really tough matchup against Buffalo on the road. Right. And you're like, I want nothing right. to do with Winston this week. What's it? 384 and three touchdowns. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess Jameis Winston's back. Then he goes to, then he plays Carolina at home and he just craps all over himself. I mean, Jameis, he just, his inconsistency is maddening because the talent is there. Just, we just got to string it together. Yeah, for, it's all uh, the for, weapons he has, too. It kind of makes him so appealing. Right. Yeah, I I like him. I like him this week. Uh, it's an interesting matchup. Running back position, Ben. I like uh, you. Got two guys here. Their names start with A. I'll give you that spoiler alert. Their first names both start with A, which uh, okay. is the first letter of the alphabet. Because these guys <laughs> should be some of the first targets for your running back position. How'd you like? How you like right. them apples, Ben? It's pretty right. good. I like it. You're making me feel better. Yeah. So what we're looking for a, plus picks. a lot of times in DFS, A plus picks obviously is workload and good matchups because it's daily. We want them to have a you know a good game for that one day. And Adrian Peterson, yep. okay. Let's we, go. He has the workload and he most definitely has the matchup. Now we know going back to week six, 26 carries, 134 yards, and two touchdowns out of nowhere. And then the next week completely falls. You know, he pl he pulls a Kyrie Irving. He's gone. We're looking for him. We can't find him. Now, the bye week, and Carson Palmer's gone. So there's a lot of negativity surrounding Adrian Peterson. However, even though it was a stinker, before the bye week, Adrian Peterson handled 100% of the team's running back carries. I'm not the best at math, but I think my calculations tell me you can't get much higher than that. So we know that he's the guy. You're not worried about, you know, somebody vulturing him at the goal line or, uh, you know, why did, why is somebody else playing right now? No, AP is going to be out there. And on top of that, especially, yeah, Carson Palmer being out hurts the offense, but we know that Peterson's probably going to touch the ball 25 times because he's the guy. And they're playing against these 0-8 San Francisco 49ers. Haven't won a game, and this run defense sucks. We saw how bad they were last year. We see how bad they are this year. They rank eighth worst at run DVOA, have allowed the fourth most rushing yards per game. And we know Peterson's going to be low-owned because after one beast game, it's like, oh, he's right back to you know just being old. Adrian Peterson can't do anything. And his price is pretty affordable. So although it probably will make you cringe, there are a lot of reasons to like AP. And another guy that, yes, his name starts with A, that is, I, I would probably say is more exciting. But the, the, the way that we balance it out is you don't have as much guarantee that he's going to have all those touches as Aaron Jones against Detroit. Green Bay is at home. And before their bye week, Jones saw 17 carries, an 80.95% um, running back team carry share. And he basically just was the guy over Ty Montgomery, which was pretty surprising. And he had 138 total yards and a touchdown. And for those of us maniacs that love to pay attention to, you know, like fourth, fifth round rookie running back um, profiles, this dude's profile coming out of college was super, super athletic and he looked exciting and he's showing it in the NFL and kind of making some of us that liked him a lot very happy. And so the question is coming out of the bye week, is he going to have that same workload? And you do kind of have to embrace that question in GPPs, but that's why he'll be still pretty low owned because if he continues to have an 80% running back touch share, he 
could hit at that $6,000 price tag because we know he's a talented back and he's already shown us that in the league already so far this year. All right, Chris Meany, give me a couple of running back picks, my yeah, friend. Yeah, and Montgomery only played seven snaps in that last game too. So, yeah, it's uh, – it. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, so, all right. Uh, there's, <laughs> Pour one out for Ty Montgomery. <laughs> so I thought you were going to go somewhere there, Mike. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at this Baltimore-Tennessee game, and again, there's a lot of just – low totals here. I'm looking at these two teams is just, I think there's just both of them are going to run. So I'm going to throw two backs here at you. And DeMarco Murray hasn't given us a lot of reasons to play him this season, but he's really cheap on DraftKings. He's under $6,000 at $5,400 for DeMarco Murray. Maybe the best reason to play him is that he's coming off a bye. He's practicing in full. And the last time we saw this Titans team, Murray had a season high 18 carries. So that tells me He's healthy right now, and Derrick Henry's had every opportunity to excel when Murray hasn't been 100%. I mean, they've given him every chance to to do so, and he's failed. So Murray has 13 targets and 11 catches in his last three games. This Baltimore defense is improving. They get Brendan Williams back, and certainly you're not scared of last week. Uh, I'm not. I'm not scared of last week because Miami is is the worst team in football, and they. they <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> they traded their best guy in Jai away. They blamed it all on him. He was getting hit behind the line. This is the worst team in football. They're not moving the ball, so I'm not. I'm not afraid of that. It's, the defense is certainly improving, uh, but I think Murray. Uh, you can't pass on Baltimore, so I think Murray is going to get a few a few catches out of the backfield, and I think they'll lean on lean on him in a little bit. And, and in that same game is Alex Collins. I mean, hard to trust him in cash, but I think in GPP, he certainly did enough last week to earn more carries. 18 carries, 113 yards. He enters this week, 6.0 yards per carry, the highest mark in the NFL among backs with 80 attempts. The two fumbles earlier in the year hurt him, but it was Javorius Buck Allen who fumbled last week. So I think Allen is going to get a little bit more play, a couple shots. He has four plays over 20-plus yards this season. is tied for fourth among backs. So uh, I think those can be some sneaky plays. Both backs can catch, and I think these two teams will lean on the run game a lot in this game. Move it over to the wide receiver position. Ben Cummins, you have a, a wide receiver from the Seattle Seahawks, yet it is not Paul Richardson. Does that hurt your feelings to to uh, have someone else be in here? P. Rich. It does. It does. Love P. Rich. Love that his best comparable on player profiler is Emmanuel Sanders, my boy. Um, and, and I love P. Rich. But Tyler Lockett, I also love. And I already sung all my praises for Russell Wilson. And, uh, you know, real quick, if you are playing and again, trust the process, how are you going to put yourself in position to win a GPP? What do we continue to see every single week? You get those stud running backs that we know are going to ball out. And for this week, we already touched on it. That's the Todd Gurley's. Don't forget about Leonard Fournette, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you're paying for those guys, you have to save some salary at the wide receiver position. But it's really not that hard to do that. When both sites, all the sites, continue to make guys like Tyler Lockett super cheap. And if you were listening at the beginning of the year, you'll remember I was kind of concerned about Lockett because he was coming back from a season-ending injury that scared me. However, we're in the middle of the season now. We're week nine. And Tyler Lockett's a full-time player now. He has seen seven, at least seven targets in back-to-back games. Yes, it was an insane game last week, 
But Lockett is coming off a six-catch, 121-yard game. And to me, I think he can do even better than that because he didn't find the end zone, and our boy P. Rich did for two. But when that balance is out and Lockett finds the end zone on top of another 100-plus-yard performance, he's going to win somebody a GPP. And I think Russell Wilson keeps the momentum going, like I said, at home against Washington. I don't see Josh Norman covering Tyler Lockett all over the field, not at all. So I think he has a better matchup than you might realize. And I really like him. And a similar wide receiver, you know, I'm with Meany on this Jameis Winston love. And to Mike, Mike, to your point of, you know, when there's guys, when there's enigmas like this where I can't predict when they're going to ball out, what you want to look for in DFS is just when people are down on him because he had a bad week the, you know, the game before. And so his low ownership is going to be there. Well, that's what I'm thinking is going to happen with Jameis. So let's go. Let's get even crazier. You want to get let's nuts, Meanie. And let's go not with Mike Evans. Let's get nuts. But let's go with DJX, who we know. He was an example in the preseason when we were talking about GPP plays. We know if you look up guaranteed prize pool on Google, a fat picture <laughs> of Deshaun, Waxit, uh, or Desha- Deshaun Jackson excuse me, is going to show up. He's pretty cheap, over under 51. If he gets behind the defense, he's, you know, he's going to pay off. On top of the fact that he has hit 12 DraftKings points in four of his seven games. So he's been a little bit more consistent than you would think on top of the fact that we know he has big play upside and GPP winning upside. So those are two guys where you can save a little bit of money that I think have over 100 yards and a touchdown upside and you could be thrilled with if they hit. All right, Chris, man, you got two names here. One of them I love. The other one you're going to have to do some <laughs> some convincing because it. I've, I honestly I find it shocking that it is on this this prep sheet here. For, to let me know who your picks are going to be, so let's start with the uh, let's start with the good name. See if you can figure out which one I really like. <laughs> and real quick, Mike, breaking news: both of their names start with a T. Oh, oh so and it's I, a T plus. And I skipped over the shocking, probably <laughs> it's a running party. back play that I had. Actually, um, well, maybe we'll save that for the end. I'll throw it in the, in the competition against you guys. But yeah, Tyree Kill obviously is the one that you like. And and to you ben, got it. And to Ben's point about what have you done for me lately? I mean, go look at Tyree Kill and tell me you can play this guy in cast. And looking at his DK game log: twenty nine points, eight points, twenty points, eight. 16, 7, 28, 4. So what does that mean? He's that means he's going to go off. This week, exactly. His strengths continue. Yeah, they str- yeah exactly. And, the, and he's cheap enough on DK at 67. You're going to get that bonus. Obviously, we know he's a big boomer, bust-type player. And for the Cowboys, who just struggle against slot receivers, they, they really do. Look what Jameis Crowder did against them last week. Look what the Crowder did against them last season. And Crowder's only had one good game this season, and he went off against them. So for Hill, I think he's that good, uh, nice GPP play. And and the other guy is T.Y. Hilton, and now I'm, I'm not as high on him anymore because of, you know, this whole Deshaun Watson news. I thought, you know, they'll be able to put up 40, 50 points, and the Colts will have to play catch-up here. But he's $4,900 on DraftKings, guys, 4900 bucks, and we know that have a Woo! good game we, like he has that in him he's had some good games so far this season again you go look at his game log he has two games over 100 yards and there's some talk Chuck Pagano says hey you know we need to give T.Y. the ball a little bit more like obviously but like let's let's be serious <laughs> let's give the guy the ball but <laughs> nine targets seven catches he's got a, a 31 point performance under his belt he's got a 27 point performance under the belt it's not like 
they, it's not like they haven't tried to give him the ball. He's got 15 targets in his last two games. Those last two games, Jacksonville, probably the best pass defense in the league. Cincinnati is certainly in the top five as well. And then this week, they get, he gets a much better matchup against the Texans. They're allowing the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I'm gonna at this price, guys, I mean, $4,900, he doesn't have to do much return value. What do we talk about? The production hasn't been there, but the opportunities have not gone anywhere. Like you said, Meanie, seven targets, eight targets, nine targets. Those are three game logs within this past four games. So if the production turns around and hits like it did in week five for 177 yards, he didn't even find the end zone in that game, and he still almost hit 30 points on DraftKings. He's going to be low owned and that that price, especially on DraftKings, that does make you very intrigued. It makes me very intrigued. And I'm saying the same thing about T.Y. that I'm saying about Jack Doyle. I truly think that Deshaun Watson being out helps both of these pass catchers. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed, Ben. Do you have an interesting tight end play? I, I think I do. I think I do. It's Delaney Walker. And again, I think we touched on this a couple weeks ago where he had a solid game against the Browns but didn't blow up. But he has not had that blow-up game yet, yet he continues to be very involved in the Titans' offense. And you look at Baltimore and you get really concerned, but the Ravens actually are giving up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends this year. That's where you beat them. And so a guy that's heavily involved, that has a good matchup, that should be very low owned, excites me in GPPs. Now, you're probably saying he's still not practicing and they had a bye last week and that's concerning. And I would agree with you, but have no fear. It's a very easy fix because we're just going to slide down, save some salary, stay on the same team and play the very, very exciting rookie tight end, Janu Smith. Because if Delaney Walker is out, Janu Smith has been, who has been a part of this offense all year in a limited capacity because he's been sharing time with Delaney Walker. If you mean to tell me that Walker's gone and Jonu Smith might see six targets at a super, super cheap price playing at home in a good matchup, I will take that all day in tournaments and he'll be written up in the injury article if Walker does sit. So whichever one it is, I got my eye on the Titans tight ends this week. Man, I'm very excited for the future prospects of Jonu Smith. This tight end class yes. that has come into the yes. league with, with Ingram and Joku Howard. I mean, people just – they don't give Jonu Smith the the credit that I think that he deserves. Him and Gerald Everett will emerge as studs, and Jonu Smith could emerge as a stud tournament play this week, and I agree with you. Chris Meany, you got a pivot play here. Who do you got? I was just saying, do you want me to go Everett? Too many Rams, but we know the theme with the Giants, right? I'll go Vernon Davis here yeah. against the Seahawks. And for Davis, average four, he's averaged four targets per game over his last five, and he has at least 58 receiving yards in four of those five games. That was with Jordan Reed, I guess partially Jordan Reed. I mean, he hasn't been really involved in the offense. Uh, he's not going to play in this football game. Jameson Crowder hasn't practiced as of Thursday. So there's not a lot of options there for Kirk Cousins. I know it's a tough matchup, but you can attack the Seahawks in the middle of the field. So Vernon Davis, especially over on DraftKings, he, he's a, in FanDuel, you know, $5,400. Sometimes you want somebody who's maybe going to get you a touchdown. It's hard to predict with these with these tight ends. But over on DK, $4,100. I think that's as low as I would go at the price point, unless it was Smith, uh, the starting tight end for the Titans, which I think is also a fantastic play. Vernon Davis has been balling out, man. Yes, I yes. mean, just so many times, just the, turning back yeah, the clock. a nice seam route, and then just just dancing his way down the field. That 
just turn it into an absolute yak. Sometimes machine. he's – I look at him and he catches the ball. He looks around. It's almost shocking to him that he's that wide yes. open, I feel like. And then, yeah, you're right. After the catch, he's – 2015 Super Bowl champion Vernon no. Davis, Denver Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> yes, never forget. Thanks, thanks for that, Ben. <laughs> You're right. Let's move into our favorite stack. Stack attack. All right, Chris Meaning, give me your favorite stack of the week. I know people may think I'm joking, but I'm not here with the Rams, guys. I'm not. Oh, I, I just I've I've said it all year. I. I said it all oh, year, and it's it's a Giants team that's you know already out of it, depleted. No Jenkins. This defense is not good. You can run all over them. So I'm gonna go Goff. I'm gonna go Gurley, and I'm gonna go Sammy Watkins as well. I mean, Sammy Watkins has had one good game. I think he's gonna be able to take advantage with no Jenkins. He's forty two hundred dollars. This is a very cheap stack. I mean, Gurley is eighty one hundred dollars, but for Goff at fifty five hundred dollars on DK and Watkins forty two, as I mentioned, I just feel like they're gonna be able to go into New York and definitely put up a 30 spot coming off that bye. And with Watson being gone, this is one of the best offensive teams in the league. I really do believe in Sean McVay. I love what he's got going on there. I love the line. Uh, give me this stack. Can't disagree. All right, Ben. I could probably disagree with yours, but let me hear it. Oh, wow. Okay. Good people of Boston, please. We need to get the word out. We need Kyrie Irving <laughs> and witness we're running protection this Kyrie on Irving Sunday. Joke into the ground. So he ben. does not go missing. Because Dez is going off, and it is it is going to be so amazing. I mean, I'm talking 30-plus points on DraftKings on FanDuel going off. So please, let's protect Kyrie. I don't want him to go missing, but I'm afraid for him because of how much Dez is going off. And Dak's the quarterback. That's the stack. No Zeke. Dak goes crazy. So does his number one by far alpha wide receiver in an amazing matchup playing at home. It won't be pretty for the Kansas City Yeah, I, I was just joking. I really like the stack. Uh, I don't really like your Kyrie Irving joke anymore. I have moved on. <laughs> you started well, it. Because when I did it, it was tasteful. It was hilarious. Okay. And people okay. appreciated yeah, yeah. it. When you did it, it was okay. it was dull and boring. Don't hammer a joke home. Yes. Know when to quit. All right, I wrote that Thank in my notebook. Thank you very much. I'm going to go with my stack of, of Alex Smith and Tyreek Hill. It's not overly expensive, and you heard the uh, you heard those uh, those numbers from Chris Meany, where Tyreek Hill has been on and off like a light switch. I expect it to be fully on against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Alex Smith and Cash, phenomenal play. Like that a lot. Yes, so uh, I'm loving that pick. We're gonna go into our uh, battle royale here, where we get to uh, lay out our matchups, or I apologize, our lineups. DFS Battle Royale. I liked my uh, my lineup here a lot better when it had Lamar Miller in the flex and Deshaun Watson was a quarterback, but I'm still pretty proud of my lineup, so I'm going to save mine. Chris Meany, I want to hear your lineup first. All right. Uh, since I've been talking so much about the Rams, i got to try to back it up and play them against you guys. So Goss, my quarterback. Gurley's my running back. I love Doc Martin this week. Ben already gave all those numbers. I think Dez is a strong play. I got him at wide receiver. And, you know, some of these, you know, spending down at quarterback allows you to get a guy like Dez and Michael Thomas I have in there as well. Sammy Watkins, wide oh. receiver. Jack Doyle at tight end. And I'm going back to, you guessed it, Mike. It's Joe Mixon. I'm going back there. No. He almost had 
Oh, no. Oh, that, wow. that long touchdown run. He had 91 yards through the air. This is Jacksonville, the worst rush DVOA defense in the league. So $5,100 for him, and I got to play the Eagles against Ben's Broncos. Why do you keep doing that to yourself, Vini? Like, just let Joe Mixon go, it. man. Just, I want to be on that game when he goes <laughs> off. I really need to see. It's been right, right. Like I respect it. Straight games, but that big one's coming. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's coming. It's coming, Chris. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right, Ben, what do you got? All right, so me and Meanie have a lot in common, but I'm not letting him bully me into changing some of these. I got Dak Prescott at quarterback with the Dez stack, of course. Christian McCaffrey, shocker. Doug Martin, like his price. Um, again, ceiling, uh, I don't know, but I think he's super, super solid in cash. Uh, you know, uh, me trying to take down two, two, guys, two buddies here. Um, Michael Thomas, I'm right there with you, Meanie. I think De- the Dez-Michael Thomas combo, I think this is a week where you can go with two, you know, high stud wide receivers because Dez is so cheap and affordable. It allows you to get running backs that you like. I'm going Tyler Lockett. I'm going with my boy Jack Doyle. I'm actually going to throw T.Y. Hilton in the flex as Whoa. well because of his price, and I'm going Eagles defense. Okay, dokie. All right. I've got Dak Prescott at quarterback. I have Kareem Hunt Ooh. as running back one. Okay. And I'm pairing him with Alvin Kamara, who I have as a top 10 option at the running back position despite his $6,300 price over on DraftKings. I also have Des Bryant, so that is a complete wash. That is yeah. across our He's three matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. He yes, is. Uh, and I've got uh, Tyreek Hill, who I mentioned. I love him. I got guys. I had to save some money here because I got Adam oh, Adam baby. Humphreys, <laughs> pronounced with an Humphreys. Adam Humphreys, You're darn right. I'm looking for the, for Tampa Bay wow. to exploit New Orleans from the slot. So I'm throwing out Adam Humphreys. I'm also going to I'm going to pivot with Ed Dixon as my tight end, shipping out Kelvin Benjamin. Whoa! I, I, I want to see a little more, a little bit more target love going to Ed Dixon. Then I had to pivot away because I like I talked about. It, I had Lamar Miller in there in the flex, and I moved him out, and I'm going with Adrian Peterson because I'm with Ben that I really like that matchup. And then something that look, I get it. I get the matchup. It looks really tough because they're playing against a quarterback who is in the MVP conversation. But they're really good. And that this quarterback, we saw when he came up against a good defense last year, he struggled and he turned the ball over. I'm playing your Denver Broncos. Your Denver Broncos defense because they're crazy cheap. I mean, their price does not make sense. Does not make sense. I've lost it, but I'm trying to pull it back up here. Let me see where that. Twenty six hundred dollars. Twenty six hundred. I mean, that's ri- that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous for what the Broncos can do. All right, I like I, it. I expect probably at least one turnover. They might be able to, to even force two here. I'm not scared of playing the Broncos on the road, despite Carson Wentz and his amazing offense. So there you have it. There you have the podcast. Uh, get in there. Get Open up that FanDuel. Open up that DraftKings. You know what? Hit up that draft as well. You can go to draft.com slash ballers if you want to get set up over there. I am Mike, the Fantasy Man Right. I want to thank my co-host, Ben Cummins, Chris Meany, thefantasyfootballers.com. Also check out ultimatedfspass.com for all your premium content picks from these fellas and so, so much more. 
We will see you next week on the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.